that says, uh, I try and sue the ABC, but instead my pants fall down and I try to waddle away, but accidentally waddle over a balcony and land headfirst into a truck of pig manure and my legs wriggle around and everyone sees my heart-patterned boxer shorts. Welcome to Buddha Vista, episode 202. <laughs> My name is Ben, and I'm here in the beautiful country of Lithuania, doing all the normal things that someone in Lithuania would do. With me, wearing traditional Lithuanian garb and eating the traditional cuisine of Lithuania, it's Theo. Hey, Theo. Hey, how you going? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Do you think these Blake Lewikens are more Lithuanian <laughs> than, uh, than bloody Estonian, or... Um, I would well, hate to get them mixed up. Yeah, yeah because, the, you know, the nuances are so important. Mm-hmm. But, of course, because we know so much about both Lithuanian yeah. and Estonian culture, it's easy for us. I, I wouldn't want to confuse the listener, though. That's right. The tassels are a dead giveaway, mm-hmm. um, with or without. And I'll leave you up to the <coughs> viewers' uh, interpretation as to uh, whether Lithuania are pro-tassel or anti-tassel. And you don't want to tell... Like, you don't want to get that wrong around Lithuanian people. No, or Estonian certainly not. People. Or, or Estonian people. Especially very... not Estonian people, am I right? <laughs> Fuck very Estonian. contentious. That is so true. That is so true. Uh, also with me is Lucy, who is standing in a house that showcases the distinct and easy-to-describe vernacular architecture uh, very common in Lithuania. Hey, Lucy. Hi. Um, so I am in Lithuania, and so my yeah. my house is full of um, our major export goods, which include refined fuel, <laughs> machinery and equipment, <laughs> chemicals, textiles, foodstuffs, and plastics, as you will see here in Lithuania. Is, I didn't even see you do that. That is honestly incredible. Uh, <laughs> you invite friends around to like, oh, sit on the couch. No, no, just push the barrel of refined fuels out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, enjoy my textiles. Enjoy my textiles. <laughs> we have plenty of foodstuffs here, largely imported from Russia, a little less from Latvia. Please come in and enjoy my textiles. <laughs> uh, last but certainly not least, it's Andrew, who is playing a beautiful traditional Lithuanian folk song on one of Lithuania's many iconic instruments. Uh, Svikas! Come on now. It's hello. Mm-hmm. It can't be true. Is that to true? A, to a male. Uh, in in <laughs> Lithuania. Yes. Well, I've just got done eating my kepta duona, and uh, ready to jam out on whatever the fuck this thing is that I'm holding. Well, you did get around to googling Lithuanian musical instruments. That was a curveball. That yeah. was... <laughs> I honestly got, uh, think several strings. Yep. Yep. Uh, I believe you're holding a guitar. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't sound right at all. Doesn't sound weird enough. Mm. Uh, remember that time the Latvian post office lost a bunch of our merch? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where Latvia is. And then, uh, well, apparently it's quite adjacent to Lithuania. And, oh, that's um, confusing. So, so a bunch of people ordered mugs and they, they came out through the Latvian post office and then they just kind of sat there for, say, three months, you know? And I, huh. I messaged the, the people who make the merch and I said, hey, 
what's going on with this merch? And they said, well, look, it might seem like the Latvian post office lost it all, but maybe it's arrived at the local post offices of all the different people who ordered them. So just get in contact with each of those people and get them to go down to their local post office and ask them to just have a look around in the back. <laughs> and Did I you said, check behind the shelves? <laughs> I said, really? You want me to contact each individual customer and ask them to go down to their local post office and just ask them to poke around? And they went, yes. And I said, okay. And I waited 48 yep. hours and Beautiful. then I sent them a message that said, all of our customers have visited the local post office and they cannot find the mugs. <laughs> uh, so they refunded all of our customers and then like another month later, they all got a free mug. So There right. are like 11 post offices in Australia where if you go in on the right day, someone will be drinking coffee out of one of the old Bunda Vista mugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, what are you doing here in Lithuania, Ben? What are you I, enjoying? What are you taking part in? Checking out the iconic scenery of Lithuania. The uh, mountains? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. The lakes. Maybe there's some kind of rolling glen. Uh, Lithuania doesn't sound like glen country to me. No? You don't no. think Lithuania is good enough for a glen? I don't think it's about quality. I think it's just... It doesn't stir up the image of a glen in my mind. I'm picturing some sort of very bleak-looking forests where uh, there are, like, pigs the size of a man in there. Are you thinking, like, arboreal tending towards tiger? Oh, yeah, certainly elements of tiger, for sure, yeah. I'm thinking horror movie north. forest. I'm thinking, yeah. like, angry yep. uh, satanic goats in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Lithuania. I'm, I'm going to say it. Lithuania looks really nice. Shut up. get you. Probably beautiful. Lithuania. <laughs> That's big fans. Lithuania. Fuck Latvia. Fuck Estonia. <laughs> Check out Lithuania. Live deliciously. <laughs> <laughs> live. Uh, to live deliciously in Lithuania. Uh, <laughs> the official tourism slogan. Dream. This episode sponsored by the Lithuanian Tourism Department. Hmm. <laughs> we got paid 17 <laughs> Lithuanian rubles. <laughs> Our We're palette of life. canned fish is on the way <laughs> My goodness It's so good that like the bulk of most of the countries in Europe You can be like, oh they're probably into some sort of canned or pickled canned, fish in some fucked up way fish. And they all think each correct. other's canned fish is just all kinds of fucked up yeah. <laughs> And Italy's the only ones that are correct They've done yeah. normal canned fish yeah. and everyone else is doing fucked up canned fish I kind of just put some yeah. olive oil in there with some salt Yeah What do you want? Everyone else is like, oh, your canned fish tastes good? Oh, 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 oh you amateurs. Yeah, not very distinctive. <laughs> oh, you can legally take those on a plane? <laughs> uh, we all know that embarrassing sound, don't we? You know, just as you've finally reached cruising altitude and you hear the seal on the tin of roll mops in your, <laughs> in your carry-on luggage pop, you know? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's why I make sure to take my roll mops out of my backpack when mm-hmm. they're going through the security thing so mm-hmm. that they can x-ray each individual one. Uh, well, if yeah, if they catch you with them in the backpack, uh, they either make you tip them out or eat them all right there <laughs> uh, at the security <laughs> conveyor belt. Eat all those fucked up fish. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, speaking of living deliciously with things that you eat from the ocean, 
it's time to find out about probably the most delicious thing you could eat uh, that you have stolen from the ocean. On I can't eat it. Nature Corner, not you. Mm. <laughs> Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. Winter is Nature Corner. Ah, uh, Nature Corner. Featuring the finest of animals that Theo will not permit himself to eat. Are we talking about a eagle? Eagles? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come uh, on. Permit I've yourself once. Live deliciously. <laughs> just a cheeky I've eagle. I've held an eagle. <laughs> Did you, at any point, where you're like... Hey, just one, just one little bite. No, it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> Imagine how mad an eagle would get if oh you bit God. it while you were holding it. Did you no, see the you. series of tweets um, where uh, there was some anime poster on Twitter and they were <laughs> with their waifu doll on their oh, back. Oh, yeah, deck. yeah, yeah. And an eagle stole and it. Eagle stole it. And then they went and oh, got it wow. back. And the next photo was their sink full of blood. <laughs> It's <laughs> being gored by an eagle. Being yeah. Gored by... No, thank you. My goodness. Now, Let's Theo, say, uh, that's your waifu now. <laughs> We're uh, doing a wellness check on Theo here. Uh, when was the last time that you did your yearly "Am I still allergic to shellfish?" Check. Oh my God, I'm done. It's not Are you worth, over it? Not You're worth it? it anymore. You've, you 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 think you finally after uh, you know convince th- myself that it's yeah. <laughs> After 30 or so years, you finally internalize the knowledge that shellfish is bad for you. Is, is bad for me, absolutely. Instead I'm good, of... I think. Unless... <laughs> Unless, you know, just some, some garlic prawns on top of your delicious, steak. Uh, delicious lobster tavern. dinner. Mm. A little surf and turf. All right, so none of this for you. No. But uh, this is an article from USA Today. Back in the far-flung past of 2018. Remember that? They had... Just no idea what was coming down the pipe. Um, you could spit Not in any f- stranger's mouth back then. <laughs> <laughs> you there, would you like to do a cough swap? <laughs> Absolutely, stranger. <laughs> oh, good old days of just breathing directly into each other's mouths on the tram, you know? Just kissing people that you jammed up against to <laughs> peak hour on the train. <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to... There we go. Like that, uh, that iconic... Um, Victory Day photo of the sailor kissing the kissing the lady. Streets just full of people doing that all the time, right up until this year pandemic. Until the pandemic ruined kissing strangers <laughs> for all yeah, of us. So true. It's the main thing they were trying to stop, and they were right uh, to do it. Well, it's fair. Uh, anything we can do to stamp out public displays of affection, I think. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, look, I'll admit it. I'm one of those don't do not do your kink in public people. <laughs> oh, don't. I don't want to have this fucking... <laughs> oh, remember when those people are like, here's a video of me dog walking my girlfriend on a leash and don't she's like she's drinking I'm out sorry. of like... She's drinking out of a dog bowl on the floor of this Denny's in front of a bunch of families. It's like, come on. Please. Real crime is going to Denny's, am I right, American listeners? Oh, and disagree. Lucy? You're very incorrect. Oh, you on love that a Denny's? One, but anyway, Go I ahead. love a Denny's. It's no IHOP, but I love a Denny's. 
You ever Whatever. seen a video of uh, Fucked Up playing inside a Denny's? No. Uh, you know, that, that band famous fantastic. for having a, a front man who's always just in his underpants, big, <laughs> sweaty, hairy guy. Just climbing That's what you want to see in a Denny's. Yeah, it's great. It's the most baffling thing in the world. I refuse to look into the context of it because I don't want to know how that happened or why. It's gorgeous. You know how they got, uh, they got IHOP over there? Um, <laughs> mm. But here yeah, in Australia, here in Australia, there's like just the house pancake of pancakes. Parlor? Pancake parlor. Thank you. Pancake manor? Pancakes pancake on the rocks. Manor? Pancake manor, depending well, on what you guys you're in. Pancake manor, la-di-da. Which hey, is down here in the parlor. The only uh, IHOP I know about is what k- kangaroos do. Moving on, uh, so we we do have uh, things like Pancake Parlor and shit here, and like one of my kids recently was like, "Hey, maybe we could go to that place that we went with like Grandma one time when she was visiting, you know." And we were trying to figure out what it was, and then we figured out it was Pancake Parlor, and I was like, "Fuck no," because uh, that shit is like, here's a small stack of pancakes that'll be thirty dollars. They're so good though. They're so overpriced. Thanks. They can't be that good. So expensive. No pancake is that good. They They're are not worth nothing it. on this six so stack from expensive. Billy Baxter. Absolutely wild stuff. I tell you what, uh, probably costs even more than that. It's a main restaurant planning to hotbox <laughs> lobsters with marijuana before <laughs> cooking them. Uh. A main restaurant has a theory on how to ease lobster pain. Smoke them out and then steam them up. Can we can we just pause for a moment here? What? Yep. I've never understood. So why does the why do the lobsters have to be boiled alive? Why why can't we just like balance mm. a little nail in between their eyes and just kind of whack that with a hammer? Why can't uh, we get one of those things from No Country for Old Men, but yeah. keep it to the same scale so that when you use it, it just completely obliterates it just the obliterates. entire lobster that's face. Exactly. <laughs> but, but that's that's what you should do. Why, no, no, like, they boil them alive. They chuck oh, them in like they... some some places do. Absolutely, I remember watching a, a a Jamie Oliver thing where he was showing you how to do lobsters right, and he was like. Yeah, look, there's this point where their shell joins up, like on the back of their head. Oh, yeah, and there's the a line. Scissors, the, and the, the kitchen scissor thing. No, no, no. It was just like there's like a little sort of cross section, and he's like, yeah, you just put the tip of your knife in here, and then go bang, bang, and you've gone like straight through their brain and instantly killed them, toss them in the pot. You absolutely don't need to do this. But if you have convinced yourself that you have, which they have, and mm. have also considered yourself, uh, convinced yourself that you have to. Sedate. I don't know that this counts as sedation, personally. It does how I do it. Hit these lobsters with some morphine. That's what yeah. I Yeah. Give lobsters opiates. They Give deserve the it. <laughs> they are so delicious. And I would like them to opiates? have a nice, a nice death. <laughs> opiates and lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon if you like injected a lobster with morphine and then ate the lobster, are you getting some of that morphine out of it? Absolutely. No, yeah. I hope so. Wow, that was very authoritative there. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte's legendary lobster pound. Um, <laughs> pardon? Okay. It sounds <laughs> like they're trying to rehome the lobsters. <laughs> yeah, it does. Heading on down to the lobster pound. If uh, if we can't find uh, a home for little Charlie here in the next 12 we hours... We, we just can't re-home. Can't oh, home man. this guy. You're uh, just like going in there, walking past all the little lobster enclosures, trying to find one that vibes on you. Just be like, mm. oh, his antenna twitching. I think he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we can't home him, we're going to have to put him down and coat him in delicious butter and garlic. Uh, they're the experimenting. <laughs> they're experimenting with dosing lobsters with marijuana to sedate the crustaceans and relieve their pain during the otherwise agonizing cooking process. She told Again, local media. Oh. There's no other way that you can think of. How how do you think they're gauging, uh, like whether or not this is stopping the incredible pain? Oh. Uh, yeah, we will get into one. this in incredible do, detail shortly. Okay. If they're okay. if they're doing like a pig on the spit, do they think the pig has to be alive first? So it just spends like the first three hours screaming. Yeah. Quote: I feel bad that when lobsters come here, there is no exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lobsters right. are essentially George Bush at the start of the two thousands. Am I right? <laughs> Goodness. Ooh, some political. Hey, hey, little buddy, I'm getting a little attachment with you. Shame I'm going to have to boil you alive in a little mm. bit. It does feel a little bit like. Do you think her conscience would be like if she gave them a chance of escaping? Oh, like you know, well, I've actually. If you can complete mm. this jump and you can get out, so yeah. it's like a fair contest, maybe. If you can, can if you can set up like uh, the incredible machine style um, device that flips your lobster ass <laughs> out the door. <laughs> if you find a way to yeet yourself out of this pot, then everything is forgiven. We are fine. <laughs> if you can drop a bowling ball onto uh-huh. a small seesaw that propels the lobster up, bounces it off a wall, and onto a trampoline that shoots it out of the roof of the restaurant, <laughs> that, rest- that lobster can go free. A bunch of, bunch of upside to... down lobsters on the freeway outside. <laughs> so close. <laughs> they don't offer the same deal to octopuses, though. No. Because I mean, they, they just do it. They just do it. Yeah, you'd be like, you turn around to tell the octopus the terms of its captivity. It's already hot wine in your car and it's <laughs> driving to your house to have sex with your wife. <laughs> so, owner Charlotte Gill... Uh, I believe that's Charlotte of Charlotte's Legendary Lobster Pound. Uh, hatched a plan and tested it with a lobster named Roscoe. <laughs> For starters, name. stop naming them. Stop stop. Them. Yeah. You're oh, increasing your own pain. In a covered box with two inches of water, the lobster was placed as marijuana smoke was pumped in, Gil told the newspaper. To understand how the tokes affected Come Roscoe... On, that's not a toke. It's not a toke. It's not really. Hot, hot boxing is not a toke. We can say that with some authority, Idiots. I think. Mm. Gil observed his behavior rather than cooking him up and took his claw bands off for nearly three weeks. The result? Roscoe mellowed out, man. <laughs> Turns out my Roscoe kids wanted need- you to watch this 10-minute fucking <laughs> YouTube video of a Pink Floyd performance. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe got very into fish. Um, <laughs> got to check out Milk Drop, dude. <laughs> so good. Gil told today he seemed more calm and didn't use his claws as a weapon. Wow. In, f- in fact, the other lobsters appeared more at ease too. What, like Roscoe's good vibes were contagious? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> That's how I feel when I go out in public and I'm high. Everyone around me is just like, you know what? This guy is just radiating a wonderful presence. Got a beautiful aura, man. (laughs) (laughs) While Roscoe was released back into the ocean, (laughs) just tossing the sedated (laughs) lobster. Just sinks directly to the bottom. (laughs) 
three weeks of getting him stoned and being like, and well, him. our relationship is over. <laughs> Throwing like a frisbee. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> uh, Gil plans to serve up high lobsters at customers' request. She told the Mount Desert Islander she hopes all lobsters she serves next season will be sedated first. Can we, sorry, can we just pause for a second? So this mm-hmm. is in USA Today. She's talked to Today. She's talked to the Mount Desert Islander. Yeah. Mm. How many how many newspapers has she talked to about getting one lobster stoned? She has so a, far, my count is two. Okay. Now, I'm, I do thank you for that count. <laughs> You're welcome. Just seems like you were struggling a bit there. As long as, you know, it doesn't... Uh, as long as it's really about operating in the best interests of the lobsters that you're killing and not, say, trying to drum up some publicity... And that would be terrible. ...for the mm. lobster restaurant, you know. We put the pot in lobster pot, Gil told today. Shut the fuck She's up. She's been practicing that one. I'm not <laughs> on board mirror. anymore. <laughs> Just be like writing down, we put the weed in lobster weed. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and this isn't some half-baked idea either. Oh. <laughs> I was on board until now. Oh, it, this gets way worse. Um, <laughs> she told the paper she has taken precaution not to accidentally get diners high. Oh, there's nothing worse than eating delicious food while you're a bit stoned. Wouldn't want that to happen. <laughs> I'm enjoying this flavor too much. Something's gone wrong. Mm. I would love if someone invited me over to take edibles and it was just a lobster dinner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got to eat your lobster 45 minutes before the movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> the first lobster didn't do shit, so I've eaten three. <laughs> I'm going to have another lobster, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. In order to alleviate any and all concern about residual effect, as we will be dealing with the chemical compound THC, we will use a different method, Gil told Mount Desert Islander. THC breaks down completely by 392 degrees Fahrenheit, I assume, Therefore, we will use both steam as well as a heat process that will expose the meat to 420 degree extended temperature in order to ensure that there was no possibility of carryover effect, even though the likelihood of such would be literally impossible. I get it. It's 420. Pretty cool. 420 degrees. Yep. Trying, really trying to find the niche here of... People who think it's very cool to soak your food in uh, weed and cook it to 420 degrees and also really want to make sure they don't get high. Don't get high. Yeah. <laughs> big big market you're looking for there, lady. <laughs> That's such a fucking weird pitch. Oh, <laughs> you love getting stoned, right? Weed, right? 420, brah. Weed culture. Love it. Token, getting a high, tie-dye shirts, love it. This will not get you high. Mm, wouldn't it be crazy if the lobster got high before being you. eaten by you? It would be crazy. So we've taken all precautions. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want anything crazy to happen here at Charlotte's Legendary Lobster Pound. Uh, for many Americans, marijuana has become a way to relieve pain, improve their appetite, and ease the side effects of chemotherapy. Thankfully... None of that will be happening for you <laughs> no. at Charlotte's Legendary Lobster Pound. 
Uh, Charlotte Gill has a medical marijuana caregiver license in Maine. The Mountain Desert Islander reported. And that license apparently allows you to yes. hotbox lobsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it also, you can... Okay, so you can give people the weed. You can give lobsters the weed, but you are not, under any circumstances, allowed to give the people weed in lobster. Yeah, via lobster. Mm. Via yeah. lobster. You can go from you to a person, you to a lobster. You cannot go you to a lobster to a person. Hmm. Yep. I'm amazed this is like you're allowed to do this. Like, I thought you weren't. You can't give like a dog alcohol. Like, Peter will be all up in your business if you do that, right? You can be one of those nerds that buys those uh, alcohol-free beers that are just for dogs. That are like, ever wanted to have a beer with your dog? You could be that person. (laughs) I... I don't know if maybe that I've just become a lonelier man in my life every now and then. I'm sitting there drinking a beer with Louie and I'm like, hey, pretty cool if I could give Louie a beer. But I'm not going to buy one of those. <laughs> just give and him I'm not going to give him. I just give him half a tub of ice cream. That's... My mum gives beer to her horses. And do they die? <laughs> They're still going strong. But also, a horse is like, a horse body is huge. Giving a horse a like splash of a crowd lager. I don't think it's going to have much impact on a horse. How does she give them? Does yeah, she right. give them oh, just like God. a little sippy, or does she give them the whole bottle for them to crush up inside their nightmare mouths? No, it's like a great <laughs> trick she does, where she's like finished most of her beer, and she's like, "Check this out," uh, and then the horse will uh, sort of put put out both of its front legs on the ground, put its head between its legs, pop its mouth up out the other side at the side of its body. And then it will use its enormous tongue to sort of grab the end of the bottle and then drink the rest of the beer that's in there. Wow. That, that is something. That's mm-hmm. country living, baby. <laughs> it's the Outback Spectacular for you. <laughs> oh, this, is, this, is, this is no good. This is from thedad.com. Bush beer is changing the drinking game with its latest beer. Every beer company says that these days... But this actually has some merit. The biggest change? It's not for you. Specifically, not even for humans. It's a beer for dogs, and it's going to make your pup your new drinking bud. Dogs have cemented their status as man's best friend over the years, yet they continue to renew their commitment on the reg. Fuck. Like the family dog. That, uh, I don't care about anything. This is fine. Bush announced their dog brew on National Dog Day. It's got no alcohol and no hops, but your dog will think it's tasty since it's bone broth full of dog-friendly flavors and nutrients. So it's not fucking, beer at it's all. It's not beer. It's not beer. Selling bone broth in a beer can and calling it beer. That's that's Frankly, it's a fucking insult to the dog. Yeah, I think Louis <laughs> would be upset if I gave him that. I'm he's just big, start on, he's big on concepts <laughs> and like mm. abstract thought, Louis. I've found. Are you trying to imply starkly that my dog's not intelligent? <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Feeding him that bone broth like you fucking idiot. You think this is a fucking beer, don't you? <laughs> uh, so Ben, is there any science behind getting a lobster high that we need I'm to know about? So glad you asked. Uh, just. This isn't peer-reviewed, is the only thing I would like to say in advance. It's been submitted for peer review, but is yet to undergo peer review. So this uh, is a a paper that's been submitted to the Open Access Preprint Journal. Oh, sorry. It's been published on the Open Access Preprint Biology Papers website 
Bio RXIV? Couldn't tell you. Uh, the paper is titled Effects of Vapor Exposure to. Would you say that's a Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol there, Theo? Uh, 100%. Yeah, you thank you very it. much. Uh, in the main lobster, Homaris Americanus. American homo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is from the abstract of the paper. Rationale. Uh, despite a long history of use in synaptic physiology, the lobster has been ne- a neglected model for behavioural pharmacology. Yeah, I've why, been saying this. Why aren't we testing more <laughs> drugs on lobsters? <laughs> a restaurateur proposed that exposing lobster to cannabis smoke reduces anxiety and pain during the cooking process. It is unknown if lobster gill respiration in air would result in significant delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol uptake and whether this would have any detectable behavioural e- effects. Objective. The primary goal was to determine tissue THC levels in the lobster after exposure to THC vapor. Secondary goals were to determine if THC vapor altered locomotor behavior or nociception. So nociception is like uh, any sensory input you sort of given, what your brain gives you to tell you that something bad is happening to you. Pain, uh, the sensation of heat, Mm -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. that that tell you that your body is being harmed in some way. That's nociception. I just want to kind of ask a question here, Ben. Um, when you have put a large amount of THC into your body, mm-hmm. has it stopped you from being able to feel pain or other basic senses? I would say it actually makes me very sensitive to physical stimuli in general. Actually, just for an example from my life this afternoon, when I got high and went and got a massage mm-hmm. and got... Probably experienced some of the most pain I've felt in years as this very small lady dug her elbow directly into every knot in my body. Uh, It did not help with pain relief. One time I was uh, very high and I was cooking a meal in our house in Melbourne and I cut the end of my thumb off (laughs) and I, I definitely knew that I had cut the end of my thumb off. You felt it. You know, um, it's very conscious of it. Uh, didn't really feel like cooking the rest of the meal. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Eleanor was kind enough to pick up the piece of my thumb and throw it in the bin. <laughs> Thanks, Eleanor. <laughs> uh, but look, I'm just going to say, still smarted. I wasn't like, boy, thank goodness I'm high. Otherwise. <laughs> thank God I'm impervious to pain because yeah. of weed. I yeah. would put alcohol far more as a painkiller than, than weed, right? Yeah, it's like a, yeah. a numbing type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, or, or cocaine. Like, if you have a lot of alcohol and a lot of cocaine at a house party and then sprain your ankle and tear your ligament, you may uh-huh, uh-huh. Not, not really notice. notice that happening <laughs> until the next yeah. day. <laughs> what a until specific the, example. <laughs> until the next day when you look at your ankle and it is uh, thicker than the thigh on your other leg. <laughs> yeah. And you say, huh, that doesn't. Mm. Yeah, give lobsters alcohol and cocaine is, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> suggesting. Yeah. I've heard that if you give them uh, PCP, bullets won't stop them. <laughs> <laughs> give lobsters meth. Hmm. Uh, the methods here, uh, tissue samples were collected from muscle, brain and hemolymph of Homaris americanus following 30 or 60 minutes of exposure to vapor generated by an e-cigarette device using THC. 100 milligrams per milliliter in a propylene glycol vehicle. 
separate experiments assessed locomotor behavior and hot water nociceptive responses following THC vapor exposure. If you're all in the document, can I get you to look at the mm. image that mm-hmm. follows the words I just read out? <laughs> uh, Lucy, could you describe <laughs> what you're seeing here? What I'm seeing is just a picture of a tub of lobsters and then some labels that make everything sound much more fancy than they are. Lobster in vapor chamber, mm-hmm. which is a, a plastic tub in which it looks yep. a little smoky in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Linked up to a vape canister, a trigger unit, and a programmable controller. Basically, it's just some pipes connected to a plastic tub. Yeah, and they're just they're yeah. pumping in weed smoke, and the they're pumping weed smoke in. into yeah. <laughs> they are what actually I, sick. That Put me in that tub. Yeah, I was gonna say what I wouldn't give to be a lobster in that chamber, but I would also like to be removed from that chamber before I become the lobster who gets chopped up to see if there's THC in the system. Yeah, yeah, that seems like the better situation. Uh, so the the conclusion of these experiments that they conducted. Uh, go as follows. In conclusion, these data confirm a method for studying the effects of aerosol THC exposure in a lobster model. Duration-dependent levels of THC were observed in the species tissue and a reduction in locomotor behavior was produced. So, we'd made them slow. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that feel, buddy. <laughs> the animals also responded in a temperature-dependent manner to the immersion of tail, claw, or antenna in a hot water bath, indicating thermal nociception. So, it still hurts to be lowered into very hot water? So, they know about hot water mm. still. This latter conclusion was further enhanced by the observation of differential sensitivity in the pincer and crusher claws. Thus, the assertions of the restaurateur that cannabinoids could be introduced into the lobster by atmospheric exposure and that this would be insufficient amount to induce behavioral effect is supported. But uh, the impact of THC on thermal nociception was, however, minimal. Further experimentation will be required to fully investigate other behavioral outcomes, including anxiety-like measures. So, mm-hmm. worth noting that this was submitted, uh, like, last month. So, this is three years after this person started doing it. And they've just been like, yeah, this is not doing shit. You're just a crazy person who's been getting lobsters high for no reason. Also, I enjoyed the last line there, like... Um so they need to fully investigate other behavioral outcomes, including anxiety-like measures. So not only do they feel pain, the whole time they're worried that they're holding their claws wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I look I... weird right now. Yeah, I'm not I? making the right kind of eye contact for a lobster that's being boiled. I'm afraid of this Radiohead song right now. Just being like dipped into it and just being like, oh, it's very hot. But no, they probably know that it's very hot. No, I, I shouldn't say something. I shouldn't say like, anything. Ah, yeah. it's, it's probably meant Looking to be. at me I'm like probably I'm just weird weak. in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get out soon. <laughs> but not too soon. I don't want them to think that I'm bailing. I'll just I'll hang around for a little while. So, not solving the pain issue, but uh, getting the lobster very high, maybe mm-hmm. helping it to reach a slightly higher plane of consciousness and making it very anxious before then boiling it alive. Yeah. Cool. We might have stoned ape theoried those lobsters. <laughs> uh, shout out to Charlotte's Legendary Lobster Pound. Uh, making lobsters anxious before cooking them with steam. Hi everybody, it's me. It's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. 
If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Now, I know what you might be saying to yourself. Dear, sweet, beautiful, handsome listener. Uh, you might be thinking and then saying aloud, maybe to your partner in the car or maybe just to yourself. That's fine. It's legal. Nobody can stop you. you might be saying, hey, I bet this is the only story about an uh, animal from the sea being given drugs uh, written in a publication in 2018 <laughs> uh, that you have this week. And that's where you'd be wrong. God, you're so fucking wrong. Idiot. We've returned to the well again. Uh, that well being <laughs> the ocean. It's a the big biggest well. well. It's the biggest well, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is uh from nature. It's beautiful. Uh, isn't everything though? Mm. Mm. No. Oh no! Some things are from man. Anime. Yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> That's not from nature. Bitcoin. Fuck. <laughs> Does, uh, I got a question. If something comes from space, perhaps a meteorite lands on the Earth, is that part of nature? Or no, is you're that right. That's certainly else? not part of that. That exists outside no. of nature. Yeah. It's outside yeah, the environment. Right. Yeah, that's space. Okay. okay. Uh, like humans, octopuses become more sociable and engaged after a dose of the party drug MDMA. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to be a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> You can ask whatever question you want. I wonder <laughs> what happens if you give a rat speed. <laughs> oh God, imagine. Imagine if we funded our science departments correctly, you know? What, we, we what would, could we be learning? <laughs> we would completely fill in that matrix of animals on one side, drugs on the other. <laughs> We've got bears and crocodile. <laughs> Drawing a big line Tarantulas them and on the PCP. <laughs> Otters and phenazepam. <laughs> <laughs> Swans and Fenergan. <laughs> you could just give a Swan Fenergan if you went down to the park. It'd be so funny. You, oh, <laughs> you just see its little head just in, like over the slowly drooping over, <laughs> <laughs> walking around, and its neck and its head are just trailing behind its body. Oh, no. <laughs> Not sneezing though. <laughs> It is time to finally uh, discover the impact of flaming Hot Cheetos on the digestive system of the humble black monkey. What kind of monkey was it? Spider uh, monkey. Uh, spider monkey. Creepy spider monkey. Yeah. At that woman Ooh. that worked at the zoo. Fetched. It certainly didn't work she, at the zoo. She yeah. absolutely worked at the zoo. <laughs> That's the first time I've felt compelled to step in and correct something on the podcast. And you know, from the very start, I was like, pretty certain she works at... A law firm, but maybe there's new information that came to light. I won't, mm. I won't ask. Maybe she was on the <laughs> zoo's legal team. <laughs> In the human brain, MDMA, commonly known as ecstasy, triggers the release of the neurotransmitter serotonin, causing feelings of happiness and closeness to others. Yeah, it does. Mm. 
What happens if you put a bit of trance on for some octopi? You know, the California two-spot octopus has a serotonin transport system similar to that of humans. I just one more fucking reason I can't eat octopuses. You know, because their serotonin transport system. Yeah. That's so always the a transport, deal breaker for me. So the transport s- system starts with like a guy in, in the beat and <laughs> ends uh, with a taxi home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to determine whether this system serves the same function in octopuses and humans, a question we really needed answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric Edsinger at the Marine Biological Laboratory in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. This is all, doubles as a whole report. Americans love having places called something whole. Yep. Oh, I know mm. Woods Hole. A lot of the, the scientists at um, the University of Hawaii used to go to Woods Hole. So it's a big, big science yeah. place, Woods Hole. <laughs> Sorry, not the rest of us don't travel in marine biology circles. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> Woods Hole, big in marine biology circles. Stuck in down the hole. Anybody need anything? Uh, <laughs> Eric Edsinger and Gul Dulin. At Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland, submerged five octopuses in MDMA-laced water and tested their behavior around others of their kind. I love that all of these experiments can be written on the back of a napkin. (laughs) (laughs) And probably were when they were being drafted. No, fucking listen. No, shut up. Listen, here we go. After a lot of (laughs) cocaine. (laughs) You put them in a tank, and that is the description of both of these experiments. (laughs) Yeah, the the Shake how out do the bag. how do we administer the drugs to the animal? The answer in both cases is where you just just submerge them in it. It's a shame you, know? you can't gently, vaguely, erotically place a pill on an octopus's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> See you in half an hour. You'd, you'd have to you'd have to tuck it up into their little hole. Oh, the underneath hole. where their little mouth is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you tickle it so it opens its beak. And you just flick oh. the pill in real quick. <laughs> Massaging its head so it swallows it. There's, there's marine biologists kind of shaking their head at this, uh, the uh, procedure section of this because they, they all know it's much easier to shelve an MDMA pill <laughs> for an octopus. Mm. Well, luckily, not a single marine biologist listens to this podcast, so it no, won't come up. Single one. None at all. <laughs> No one knows any better. I I was reading something. I'm going to have to find it and come back to it on here. I was reading somebody recounting being attacked by squids while they were diving underwater. Oh, no, no. Oh, so no. so they're oh, like stay out of the ocean. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty far underwater, and they were like, yeah. And this squid just came shooting out of the darkness and slapped itself onto me. <gasps> oh um, no, 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 no. And it like pulled the fucking tank off the guy's back. Oh, God. And he, and he went, oh. Uh, and then pull, pulled it off, started swimming up. Another squid comes shooting out, grabs onto him, and starts swimming downwards. Uh, and he manages to peel that one off. And then a last one comes and slaps onto the back of his neck, which is the only part of his body that was exposed from outside of his, like, suit. Oh, and God. stabbing it with all its little... Pincers that are this in the suckers. Just a guess, but this seems like exactly the sort of shit that Humboldt Squid would do. Mm. I just feel it. This has Humboldt Squid mm. written all over it. Humboldt Squid yep. energy, and, and yeah, and the last one was like trying to pull his mask off as he was uh, getting up, and then that was. They're smarter than us. They no, are the smarter other one was than us. Hot wiring a car to drive to his house to fuck his wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
come home and see your wife with a squid. I've seen that painting. I believe you have, in person. In person. Based on a true story. The dream of the guy being attacked by squid's wife. <laughs> well, thank God that ordeal's over. Honey, you won't believe the day I've had. <laughs> You didn't answer the door when I knocked. <laughs> just one tentacle coming out from underneath his walk-in robe. <laughs> Wife's got a bunch Who's... of those, the markings from the sucker brings on its tentacles on her. Whose ink is that? <laughs> oh. So what, uh, what... What do octopuses do after you uh, dip them in your ecstasy vat that you have in the corner of the, of the lab? After absorbing the drug, the animals ignored toys, such as Star Wars figurines, uh-huh. uh, that would have normally intrigued them. Instead, the octopuses socialized and spent more time touching one another with their arms than these creatures usually do. I'm enjoying the fact that apparently um, on an, like an emotional maturity level, uh, there's octopuses and the people who populate the game store Zing yeah. seem oh, to yeah. be on God. equal standings. Fucking every time I go to Intrapilly <laughs> Shopping Centre with my friend Beck, which is somehow we go there like once every couple of weeks. I have no fucking idea why. Every single time Never we walk past, it's just like, do you need anything from Zing? <laughs> Like, that's the fucking shittiest fucking bit to do. It's tremendous. Because, no, I don't need anything from there. Please stop asking. I don't need a shirt that has the flash icon on it. I don't need any fucking... Hey, uh, hey, you got to pick up any pops? Oh, uh, you need some F-pops? But, Ben... Are they calling them pops? Like, would you like anything... I bet somebody's uh, calling them pops. Somebody's would you like anything pops. from the from the glass display area? Maybe oh, the a, stuff that they got to get a key out. Maybe Imagine a having to go and ask for that key. Mm-hmm. Hey, that uh, one-eighth size um, Metroid fucking Samus uh, for $460. That really caught my eye. Is that where they keep the like big titty figurines? I don't exactly. think they don't have these people scenes, actually have the courage yeah, to have the big, twitty, big titty figurines in there. Yeah. Mm. Got to be an independent comic book store for that kind of bravery. I yeah, re- respect right. the horniness more than I respect the unhorny version oh, of collecting one, those 100%. If <laughs> at least it's an ethos. If the Marvel Cinematic Universe had full penetration, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would discard <laughs> I'd discard all my prior uh, all your prejudices all my prejudices about it being for babies. If I got I'm to see Beast and Sabretooth rail each other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd all get to see the Hulk's penis at last, you know. Mm. Mm. I'm sure you can. If on the Hulk a was number a of different websites, including well, DeviantArt, yeah. yeah, but it's <laughs> Hulk- <laughs> for instance. I guess what uh, what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is, I want to see canon Hulk penis. Mm. I want to mm. see. It's got to be official. Um, I need to see the Marvel Studios logo come up before that. <laughs> I, I need a behind, porn, but then I want to see the credits, and then wait to see a little extra, a little extra funny <laughs> content after the credits. <laughs> That's I want to the see worst a, thing I can imagine. <laughs> I want to see a behind-the-scenes featurette where they're showing me like um, all of the little motion capture dots that they pressed onto Mark Ruffalo's penis. <laughs> uh, we did a full scan 
of Mark Ruffalo's foreskin. And that's what we modeled the larger green Hulk's foreskin <laughs> off. And you can see here that the level of detail we've gone into on the shaders is just crazy. That's what I'm looking for. Well, the findings of this study suggest that serotonin played an important part in social behavior and the common ancestor of octopuses and vertebrates. Basically, just the same thing. Whose branches on the family tree separated more than 500 million years ago. And Ben, if I'm uh, looking at my watch correctly, that's a good stretch. Yep, that's a fair period of time. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. That's kind of... All right, so like... These guys are not very related to us at all. Mm-hmm. Because we they're probably, from space. Because yeah. they, <laughs> yes. because they are. Yeah. They came here from the dark planet Nibiru. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it. Like I, we're probably closer related to cows. You know, I would yeah. say not. Not probably, but definitely, potentially. Thank you. That's the only scientific endorsement I need. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, if you give MDMA to a cow, oh boy, are they just going to be like <clears throat> walking around a field, like rubbing on each other? Mm, you know, what Only if you give you them MDMA and you give them that um, <laughs> what's the what are the machines that they press cows with? Um, by the by the lady. By the lady. The lady. Pardon? What are you what talking I- about? <laughs> They press God, cows the with. The machine that they press cows Yes. With. God damn. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> for turning no, your cows into a cube, like a no, car crusher no, thing. For, for milking thing. them? It's from a, a, a lady um, who... Oh, my God. You, you're killing what? me. You I'm are not, killing... You are Jenna, killing you. Jennifer Lopez. Um, Let's think of a lady. Name a lady off the top of your Just head. Just name any lady. I'm going to put in cow hug machine cow into DuckDuckGo. Meryl Streep. And then you will feel very silly uh, because... <laughs> it's going to be egg um, on our faces in a second. Um, so, that's right, by Temple Grandin. Oh, um, oh, Temple Grandin. A, uh, oh, the, cow, so a hug, the cow press. <laughs> a hug machine, also known as a hug box, a squeeze machine, or a squeeze box is a deep pressure device designed to calm hypersensitive persons, usually individuals on the autism spectrum. Uh, the therapeutic stress-relieving device was invented by Temple Grandin while she was a- attending college. And I thought she got the idea. Yeah, there we go. So cattle squeeze shoots, such as the portable one pictured here, um, and just picture it in you. Uh, yep. You could just simply picture a cow in your mind, etc. Um, mm. Were Grandin's inspiration for her hug machine, and I hope that all it made you feel a little bit yeah. foolish for um, lambasting me, uh, whipping me upon the podcasting stone, etc., etc. Can I just? I'm going to peel the curtains back for a little second here. Um, when you said that, were you hoping that was going to be a throwaway line where the three of us would be like, "Oh, of oh, course." Yeah. Oh. Weighted yes, blankets for cows. We all know yeah, about right. that. I had assumed a certain base level of knowledge, but I will not do that again. I'm also <laughs> currently being podcast by known. Yeah. We'll never I assume was, that was... you guys are smart ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing something uh, that you would use to press a cow into a cube. You know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's yes. exactly what I was picturing also. Ah, so these cows are of... taking up too much space and they're not stackable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ben, speaking of pulling back the curtain. Oh, my God. Behind the curtain, (laughs) which you truly love to do. Even though here's the thing, he says he doesn't love to do it. I hate to do it. You know, he's always doing it. I want people to have a polished 
appearance of a podcast. I don't want them to see the seams. I don't want them to know how the sausage is made. I just want them to slurp that sausage down. Oh, I like them to know. I like it. It's, it's like reality TV. They feel like yeah, they're like with us. Paid. They feel like they're our friends. They send us really That's rude right. comments on Twitter because they think that we're their best friends. They That's would what I love be about kind this. Of like holding us on a high pedestal, I feel. And we will sort of bring that bring that down a little by just showing that we are uh, kind of human ourselves. We may all yeah. be sort very of. handsome, very funny, very smart, accomplished, yeah. rich. But Stylish, we're just normal people. Elegant. <laughs> Came up with graceful. the riff to Dragula, etc. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was a good day when we all did that. <laughs> we are fallible. So let us let us show you how that sausage is made. I'm going to wait until the sausage is uh, don't know about that. Until the sausage is halfway in your mouth, and they've got a wheel in mm-hmm. one of those CRT TV VCR combos on wheels that you had at school, oh, and then yes. press play on a video of the sausage being made. Here it is, Andrew. What would you like to tell the listener? Uh, <laughs> the you Ben, not the listener of the show, the guy who's on it now. Although you will listen to it later when you edit it. That's true. So, if you're listening Hi, to it me. as you edit it, yeah. Hey, good to see you. It was fun recording the episode with you. Hmm. Uh, ben informed me earlier. He said, hey, Andrew, did you know that on the uh, Bunta Vista Gmail account, there is a spam folder? And that's where all of our letters from our listeners have been going. Nearly all of them. So, apparently, the spam folder only goes back 30 days, but there were 16 very nice pieces of correspondence in there, which to me and my maths is a letter every two days. Uh, and we have no way of knowing how far back we have not been mm. receiving Lister emails for. That's a bunch what of the them email were very address funny. is for. That's, That's exactly what it's for. I don't know why Gmail did this, but we the, the reason I, I did this is we got a voicemail from someone being like, hey, I don't know if you got the email that I sent you. And my first reaction was to be like, fuck you. If we didn't respond, it's for good reason. Then I was like, oh, no, I don't actually remember seeing that. Went back through our inbox and I was like, oh, I wonder what's in the spam folder. And uh, yeah, tons of, we got three or four people saying, hey, I DuckDuckGo imaged the Fresno Nightcrawler. Thank you very much. <laughs> and if you haven't done that already, now's your chance. Yeah, this is, and let us know once you've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people telling us this is the type of shitbox car that I had. People asking us questions. People submitting some stories and stuff. Uh, I think we have been missing a lot of these for a very long time. Uh Cool. <laughs> Saw we. <laughs> uh, well, that's on fucking Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Motherfuckers. You pieces of shit. I believe both yeah. of you have since cashed out from the company and are probably no longer responsible, but guys. fuck you. Mm. Fuck you anyway. Uh, I mean, we wouldn't stop being mad at uh, Professor Frankenstein if he sold the monster, would we? <laughs> <laughs> For sale. <laughs> he gets it. Someone's banging on the door, right? He opens it up. It's a mob. Pitchforks, torches, whole deal. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I sold that thing to a guy named Ben for 500 bucks. Go and see him about it. Ask Ben about my monster. <laughs> Do you think that that would fly? I don't. Probably not. Anyway, uh, that does mean that somebody has sent something in to the hotline. That's the Bolt of Vista Hotline. 1 800 317 1715. That's the Bolt of Vista Hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at Bolt of Vista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. 
You could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. That's the Punta Vista Hotline. Uh, Here is something that someone did send in to the Patreon. And that's a place where we'll see things and they won't be automatically sent off down to a hole. Um, And hey, if you do send an email to mailbag at puntavista.com, maybe we'll see it from now on, you know? I'll be checking that spam file, spam folder on the reg now, I think. Might just make that part of my processes. I had definitely thought, huh. People have really dropped off with writing into the show. Especially when we've explicitly <laughs> demanded. Well, there was one in there where, you know, the episode where we asked for people to send in like six different things. Oh, okay. Someone did all of them. Excellent. And mm. we just, we said, into the internet's toilet with you. Yeah. You know, this one is from Blaine. Great episode, but I feel you skirted around one important question. Now, I believe this is in reference to the uh, lady who worked at the zoo. Where she went on <laughs> to feed flaming Hot Cheetos to the spider monkeys. And that was, of course, in the bonus episode, flaming Hot Junji Itos. <laughs> <laughs> One important question. If you could illegally break into the enclosure of any zoo animal and give it food, what animal would it be and what would you feed it? Tapir spaghetti. All <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? All right. <laughs> tapir. 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 Spaghetti. I don't know how to yeah. say that word. Mm. I'm giving that you because you you guys know what a tapir oh, yeah. looks like. Yep. That fun mm. mouth. Yep. So they've got that little mini trunk mm-hmm. going over. So the spaghetti's going to be coming up by the sides of his mouth around the trunk, mm-hmm. slurping up that spaghetti. Oh, I'm bringing in like a 20 liter stock pot full of hot spaghetti <laughs> for those tapirs, <laughs> and it is going to be a delight for me and the tapirs. Really excited about it. All right. Hmm. I'm giving a I'm giving an otter a jawbreaker. I think just as far as bang for buck goes. That seems... You can get one for 50 cents from the gift store. <laughs> Toss it in there. I don't think you have to Toss worry about in thrift there. in this scenario. I know that that's normally how you live your life. But this is a sort of fantastical, just, larger I, than life. I cannot turn it off. Uh, I'm sorry. So... I'm giving it 100 grams of uncooked rice. <laughs> uh, I would like to give a silverback gorilla a very large and completely intact watermelon. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. All right. All right. Let's see him fuck that mm. thing up. I don't know. I feel... All right, I'm giving a giraffe something because whatever oh, the giraffe yeah, is eating, good. it's going to be comical. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting it on the ground the giraffe. Ooh. I'm putting it on the ground and I'm giving the giraffe... Uh, a Yumbo uh, from Hungry Jacks. I'm giving a giraffe a Yumbo. <laughs> it's just going to like, it's you know it's going to grab the top of the Yumbo and then it's yep. it's not getting any of the five slices of ham or two it's slices of cheese. It's going to get to the five slices of ham yeah. eventually. It's going to take the, the two sesame slices seed of bun, cheese. be relatively enjoying itself and then find not one, but five slices of hot ham. Of what? Warm, warm, warm ham. It's not really that hot. It's warm Because ham. you've bought it at the Hungry Jacks over in Darling Harbour. You've gotten on the ferry mm-hmm. over to Taronga <laughs> Zoo. You've waited to get in. You've walked down to the bottom where the, yep. the giraffe enclosure is. You've pulled it out of your pocket, 
you've tried to put it back into shape. It's now very lukewarm. Yeah, it's dry, like the, the bun's dry. He's not mm. enjoying it at all. He's mad at me. The Yumbo does not travel well. <laughs> it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. Mm. I've got a I've got great news to close us out on a mm-hmm. very underwater animals themed episode of this show. Oh lovely. I have found the nineteen ninety one Los Angeles Times article, Deep Trouble, about the scientist who didn't know much about Jumbo Squid until he learned the hard way. <laughs> this is about uh, Alex Kerstich, who was 46 at the time, in 1991. Um, he was taking photos for the latest issue of Baja Explorer magazine. <laughs> Right, and so he go, goes off. He dives. He sees some wild shit. I think. I think he sees the. Uh, I think he sees the squids uh, grab onto a shark and eat it. And he's thinking, cool. He's thinking, I'm going to hang out with these guys. This is making for a great photo. Uh, and so he had also like had a friend who had been grabbed by the squids before and told him about it, right? So this is, this is from like three quarters of the way through the article. As he tried to snap pictures of the rubber-like projectiles shooting about, displaying what Kerstich described as a, quote, frenzied behavior, <laughs> he felt himself sinking, then noticed that a large squid had wrapped around his right swim fin and was pulling him down. <laughs> At this point, Kerstich was not too concerned. His friend had told him before the trip that one of his other friends had experienced a similar incident, but the squid had quickly let go. As I was going down, I thought, gee, that's funny. The same thing happened to Howard's friend, Kerstich said. (laughs) After that, things started to happen pretty fast. Kerstich kicked the squid off his right foot with his left, then began to ascend, when another squid shot out of the dark and attached itself to the back of his neck, the only part of his body not covered by the neoprene wetsuit or dive equipment. I felt the cold embrace of the tentacles with their sharp-toothed suction cups digging into my bare skin, Kerstich recalled. Oh, God. It was like somebody throwing a cactus on my neck. <laughs> Thank you for I relating it, it to an experience. experience. Yeah. Such a relatable experience. <laughs> Never had a squid thrown on me, but I have had a cactus thrown at me mm. before. <laughs> he struck the mollusk with his dive light, and it released its grip, disappearing into the dark, along with the light and the gold chain Kerstich was wearing. No! <laughs> There's <laughs> just some really cool chain. looking squid out there somewhere. <laughs> it's a squid, but it's like on those Tweety posters where he's a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, forgive me, it's time to go back to the old me. <laughs> uh, that's a new piece of merch right there. We'll work on that one. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, 4, 4.23 a.m., going back for more diver. <laughs> Now Kerstich wanted out, so he wasn't he wasn't that worried before. But now he's like, I've had enough of the squids. It takes a lot to rumble this guy. <laughs> now Kerstich wanted out, but he was attacked yet another time by a large squid that rushed out of the darkness and wrapped all ten of its tentacles around his face and chest. In total darkness, I felt the animal tugging at my mask and camera, Kerstich said. Concerned over the powerful beak, I grabbed the squid firmly, digging my fingers into its body. The squid released his face, then slid down to his waist and began dragging (laughs) him towards the dark water below. (laughs) Then began giving me the best blowjob I've ever received in my entire (laughs) life. 
The squid eventually let go after taking Kerstich's decompression meter. Kerstich finally made it to the dive ladder and climbed out of the water, his neck covered with nasty lesions from sharp protrusions on the suction cups of the tentacled creatures, but was otherwise unhurt. No, thank you. Surely that'd be a, uh, fuck the ocean forever. I'm now 100% a dry boy. <laughs> the only the only thing that could make that more, like, my word-for-word word literal nightmare is just being killed by the squids at the end. Mm. Yeah. Or if the squids were... Uh, Birds. Psychic. Oh. They do have beaks, man. Yeah. Oh, so that's why. Yeah, I can see how they, they have that in common. I'm feeling a lot better about birds these days. Oh, you've been taking so many oh, photos of yeah. them. Yeah. Bird watching. I feel nice about birds now. Real bird guy over here. Good good bird vibes. So that's it. That's it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope that this has answered some questions you didn't know you had mm-hmm. uh, about mm. lobsters getting the lobsters high, octopuses getting the octopuses high. And uh, putting a gold chain onto a squid. God, that'd be look cool. really cool. Imagine mm. seeing that guy. <laughs> give, give me the sexiest squid you've got. No, <laughs> no, that's sexy. too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.